0: or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone tap iPhone. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, if. Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news,
1: Welcome to Squanderlust, the podcast about the emotional side of money, why our actions aren't always as good as our intentions, and what we can do about it. I'm Martha Lawton. And I'm Alex Lemon. And we're your hosts. This week on Squanderlust, why you really should listen back to earlier Squanderlust
2: episodes, and why we're learning from this podcast too.
1: It's season three. Woo! I know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Made it. Third time lucky. No, all the rest are golden episodes.
1: So. They are all golden episodes, it's true. Um, Shall should we should we talk a bit about what we've done so far? Yes. I'm proud of it. We've made some cool stuff. Let's
2: remind people because everyone will have listened already, right? Yes. Um,
1: Or if you want
2: to go and find out about these episodes.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we've talked about financial self-care.
2: Mm-hmm. That was in season one, end that of season was. one, I think.
1: Yes, yes. It was end of season one. It's one of our most popular episodes mm. and... It was us talking about how there is more to self-care than chia matcha smoothies <laughs> <laughs>
2: or massages or votive candles, all of those yeah. things. It actually is a big part of um, finance it is in it the is. you know it's not just about buying stuff yourself. it's doing things that can give you some clear space in your head, which sometimes involves tackling a bit of admin.
1: Exactly that we talked about. New Year's resolutions.
2: Why we hate them. We do. Kind of hate them. And how we can make them better
1: and work better for ourselves. Exactly. What you can do instead. We talked about the change cycle. This um, is
2: Martha's favourite. One it of Martha's favourites.
1: Yeah, I, I really love this stuff. Um, so the different stages, the emotional stages that you go through when you're trying to change a really entrenched behaviour mm. um, and build some kind of new yeah. habit. It was um, a meaty episode, but there's a lot of really good stuff in there.
2: Yeah. If if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That um, was at the beginning of season two. It was. Yeah. It was. Alex is keeping all kinds of track of all kinds of I'm things. I'm quite surprised. But, yeah. But, you know, I've got um, a little, little file in my brain, a little filing cabinet that oh, I'm love through.
1: Love it. <laughs> um, whereas I just kind of do these things shove them out in the world and go okay they exist <laughs> awesome uh speaking of awesome we had some amazing guests oh yes fun times with uh, greg and jerry from money a and e and with sharan well from my bank mm. um both of those in season two money
2: E was talking about remind me again so Money A E, you do, know them well, I and you do. interviewed them. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't there that day.
1: Yeah. So Money A and E do um, financial education mostly for adults, although they do do some young people's and school stuff, um, and they also do debt advice. And it's they reach out to communities that traditionally don't engage mm. as much with um, typical debt advice agencies um, mm. or are missed by some of these kind of community activities around helping people manage money better. So particularly black and minority ethnic communities. But um, yeah, just broadly, they, they, they um, are really good at engaging people who otherwise that kind of uh, get sidelined or missed. Mm. And those are feelings that anyone can have really as well. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff of you might still
2: recognise yourself yeah. in that even if you don't necessarily fit this group.
1: Yeah. They also, they did a, a fantastic job of explaining where their motivation to do this came from. They've both had their mm. own debt journeys. Mm. So if you want to hear about people who have got out of debt um, fix their own financial situation, then that's a, a great motivator episode, I think, as well. It was
2: similar with um, Siobhan, actually. She told yeah. her story about um, being an impoverished, indebted student and how yeah. that set her off on a really bad foot because she kind of had no real education herself about how to handle money and suddenly was given a student loan that she basically frittered away. Yeah. <laughs> she admitted herself and how that's kind of informed her work with um, yeah, yeah. With, Educating children through my bank, yeah, and and the kind of schemes that they have and the way that they try and convey these messages um to kids in ways that we probably wish we'd had, yes. But at least there's a new generation coming through that does.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I I really like the fact that their educational approach is quite psychologically informed. Um, there's some cool stuff in there about the psychology that they're trying to work around in in their work with children with young people. So, mm. yeah. Awesome guests, awesome people. Yes. So yes. that was
2: kind of a little rundown of some of the things that were in one and two. But yeah. we also have our personal favourite. We do,
1: we do. Do you want to share yours first, Alex?
2: Um, yeah, so my one of my favourites, I think both of mine come from series one actually, mm. um, was, I think my absolute favourite is All or Nothing, the All yeah. or Nothing episode, which is about black and white thinking. Um, and why I, I liked it so much is um, it, some of the issues that are kind of associated with black and white thinking. Um are quite have been quite important to me and addressing like the way that i see things um but i think it's you know we we touched a little on drama um we uh talked a bit about the kind of um you know like shuttling from one thing to the other of oh i've been terrible at it therefore i'm not even going to try kind of stuff and that's definitely things that i've come up against um and I yeah, got to talk about some things that I kind of care about in that quite a lot and then my second favourite one um, was what I call the Iron Brew episode um, <laughs> it's actually officially called Mental Accounting 2 um, Money Out um, but <laughs> um, Martha set me a little task which I failed abysmally as I think most people do yeah. but for some reason I decided to do it by dreaming up that I was going to drink an Iron Brew on the beach which does make sense if you listen to the episode but but yes. I just, I kind of, when I listen back to that, I make myself laugh. So, see, finance can be fun, kids. It can, it can.
1: You didn't actually fail that that test, as far as I'm concerned. You you demonstrated my point beautifully. Yeah. Um <laughs> If you if you'd got the quote unquote right answer, then I would have had to re-record the episode <laughs> with you to we, tell
2: you what you needed to do. We also might have had to like. Question: What we're doing here? and why I'm still getting things wrong if I got that right? Because it's like a really <laughs> fundamental thing that if you can figure out how to think about that, yeah, that issue correctly, you could actually like be really good at money. Yeah, but obviously we're
1: still. Off. Foibled selves. Indeed, indeed, we are. What were your favourites? So my favourites, I love the one on fixed and growth mindsets. Mm. In the same way that you say all or nothing thinking has been a really powerful thing for you. For me, fixed and growth mindsets has just been a really fantastic um, lens to look at my own behaviour and and, um, the behaviour of others and and just really understand the world better. Mm. Including my behaviour around money. So this is about whether you think you can as a person grow and change. Mm. Really, a growth mindset says yes, a fixed mindset says no. Um, the answer is yes. The answer is yes, <laughs> you can. Um, and and I love that. And I love the hopefulness of that idea as well. Mm. We all could use a little bit of hope, I think. Yes, Yeah. Um, I loved the episode that we did on procrastination. Mm. Uh, I think I love that particularly because... That was an idea that I came across while I was researching for this show. Mm. Um, so it was a new idea for me, and I was just super excited to talk mm. about it.
2: I like that one too, because it's, it's dove. Del- it, like we do write off procrastination so much, and it kind of, we had, a, you know, the whole basis of that episode is that it's not as simple as you think, and yeah. and a lot of it is not about judging yourself. Yeah. And yeah, like, I just, yeah. you know, I just like us all to be nicer to ourselves. <laughs> so that was a good one for that.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and the last one is just—I'm yeah, not sure it was a personal favorite when we recorded it. Just I got some really great feedback from a listener who said she'd had this real light bulb moment, and this was the episode where we talked about um, how there are lots of different ways to keep track of your spending um, in order to uh, manage that and still meet your financial goals, and it doesn't have to be just done one way, and you can fit your style of budgeting to your personality and your emotional needs Mm. from that. Um, So it makes me really happy that we've actually had a genuine impact on somebody. So Mm. thank you, lovely listener, who told us what (laughs) what that did for her. We would love to hear more. From All of you, if something we've said has given you a light bulb moment, please do get in touch yeah, and let us nice. know. Please, We'd say, there's a contact form on the website. Mm.
2: One thing, actually, um, talking of five budgets because this is um, very relevant to me and what happened to me because we do get asked when we talk about the podcast, tell people about it, which I do a lot increasingly. Um, they always ask, Oh, like, well, how's it? How's it affected you? Like, what do you mm. do? Because, you know, the whole basis of what the way that we talk is that we do not get this right. We are still figuring things out. We find new things that we can try all the time. Um we are by no means holding ourselves up as perfect examples of um <laughs> financial administrators <laughs> and like the five budgets thing kind of i think had this sort of sneaky effect on me and i've actually completely overhauled since since season 1 since starting out on this um i've completely overhauled how i go about my money like utterly um I spent basically all the time before that doing the ostrich thing of just kind of spending and kind of clenching and hoping for the best. And it's always been all right. But I've always had this background anxiety about um, am I really in a good spot and kind of if it all goes wrong, am I okay? Even though I think I am, but I'm probably not. Um, And kind of just saying yes to things without really considering what I'm saying yes to, why I'm saying yes to it. Is it what I really want? Um, so yeah, I guess five budgets combined with the episode we did values and valuing, which I also really like from season one. Um, Thank you. <laughs> where we went through like how do, you know how do you think about how what what how do you think about what money means to you, where you want to spend your money. Um, so putting those two things together, I've changed how I budget. So I've got. Um, I did, a, for me, because I used to be an accountant, quite an overly complicated <laughs> budgeting sheet because <laughs> bringing in like my monthly expenses, six monthly ones, I've done a cash flow because I'm freelance and so I don't always know exactly month to month what's coming in. Um, it's just every time I open those sheets, I'm like, how the hell did I do this? But um, I've kind of figured it out. It's just the way I do it. Um, <laughs> and and I've opened a separate sort of app-based bank account that is for my discretionary spending. I'm very specific about, so my main hobbies are learning Korean and swing dancing. I know I'm weird. Um, and I have... Partic- we love you for it. <laughs> I have particular buckets that I put my money for those in every month because they mean something, you know, important to me. So I want to have money set aside for those. And that means like forego certain things like I don't eat out as much. I tend to eat out more cheaply. Um, so I've done all that kind of thing and it's been really useful for me. Um, but it's also been really tricky because having not done this, there's a reason I didn't do it for a long time. And that's because I didn't really want to face the reality of it. And doing something like that, I really really am facing the reality of it which is that I spend a lot more than I think in some ways um that I really do have to say I'm sorry I'll meet you after dinner because I can't afford to come out you know now or can we meet and go home earlier so I can eat when I get home you know like oh I'll take my sandwich um <laughs> uh just being quite honest with friends sometimes can feel quite tricky um, especially like that thing of like they see me go out swing dancing all the time and then I'm like, Oh, I can't afford to come out for dinner. It's like, well, yeah, but I can't afford to come out for dinner because I'm going to swing dancing, and that's really important to me. Um so it's like I feel a bit uncomfortable about that sometimes. They must be thinking, Yeah, but she wastes all this money on dancing. But you know, that's why, the decision I've made.
1: Why would your friends think it's a waste? That's my that's my they thing. They probably your don't friends want you to be happy <laughs> Oh, I swing know. dancing makes you happy. They do,
2: but it's still that little voice in the back of your mind, isn't it? Yeah. That you know, especially like my slightly indulgent Korean learning. Like, who learns Korean? Me. Uh, um, again, but
1: your friends want I you know, to be happy. But it's, it's like the
2: self-judgment and, like, trying to overcome yeah, that. Yeah, and, um, yeah. you know, these are genuine things that have come up for me. And also, like, mm-hmm. this app that I have, that I, um, the bank bank account, Um that I use for my discretionary spending kind of doesn't, it, I feel like it shouts at me a bit sometimes, like <laughs> only 20 days left and you're running out of money kind of things. Oh, um, sometimes it's green and then sometimes it's orange and it's like, looks like you'll run out of money in this kind of like way that I kind of just want to gently strangle it. Um, uh-huh. So it's a bit more confronting when I open up, even though it's, I think it's based on the way it calculates that is not for the fact that I move money in and out and like the way I handle it doesn't fit with that. Um, I think it's like some kind of algorithmic thing that just doesn't match my pattern. So it kind of Mm. feels like it's harassing me when I think I'm pretty sure I'm okay. Um, I've also found um, myself cheating, (laughs) (laughs) cheating myself. So because I've got this... um, this app that I use and it kind of shows you oh this was eating out this was toiletries kind of those things um I can see what I've been spending and which one and so what I'll do is use the account that I have that's for all my direct debits um like my kind of housey you know standard things um and just put cash through that and like go and <laughs> bend it on drinks um <laughs> which is just ridiculous because it's not like that money is not mine anyway. And um, Mm. it's not like someone's magically just putting, you know, my sugar daddy is putting money into that for me. (laughs) It's still my money and I'm still running my money down. But for some reason, because it's not going through the app and shouting at me, I think it's okay. Um, So I've had to check myself on that a bit. That's that's such a classic one though. And it's really
1: interesting. (laughs) um, You see it with people who don't want to complete a spending diary. Right, yeah. Because... Yeah, that, or, or don't want to put everything down yeah. into the spending dairy because yeah. they, they don't want to... Um, They feel embarrassed of what they're putting down, even though the only person who's going to see it is themselves. Yeah, I know.
2: It's, I'm the only one who knows about this, and yet I'm still hiding it from myself, and it's such a weird feeling to kind of pick yourself up on and go, like, come on, let's just be a little realistic here. Yeah. But, um, but with all those feelings, it's been... I, I, I kind of was really... The first two months that I did it, it was quite a reality check of like, can I even do this within the money that I've set myself? And all the things that you realise that you've kind of forgotten to include. Like, I didn't include any money for buying clothes and like... I know I don't buy a lot of clothes, but I literally will need to buy new pants at some point. (laughs) Um, So I didn't even include that. And it was like, oh, God, there's all these other little things that I hadn't included. Um, And I was really kind of down on myself about that. And then the thing going looks like you're run out of money. Um, But I had I've had to remind myself I'm still experimenting. This is a new thing for me. I'm learning how this is going to work for me. Um, At the moment, I'm gathering data and I can I'm although obviously I don't want to run out of money um I can relax a little bit I have I'm always like I have safety savings because as a freelancer I can't sleep at night without having that money so I've got that and that's for this purpose of trying to sort all this out so I'm trying to unclench on on that point and kind of be gentle with myself about the fact that I am gathering information to improve the way that I do it on a longer term basis I'm not trying to fix this all in the first month that I do it it's going to probably take the best part of a year to get a proper view of things because you know I have annual six monthly bills that that really alters my availability of money so I need some time but um yeah that's been my experience it's been a bit of a roller coaster in the last six months but um yeah see we're all learning we're all learning yeah even even us for sure
1: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely should we take a little ad break and then come back and then I will talk about my experience yes please
0: my business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com tapiphone tap iPhone. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news,
2: Yeah. We've heard about my experiments with money and now Martha's going to tell us about what's changed in her financial life. What's changed
1: in my financial life? As a result
2: of of doing this. I mean, mm, not just generally, but because we've learned from ourselves. Because we've
1: done, because we've been doing this. So a few things. One is that uh, something that has happened that um, came up for me years and years ago when I first started doing service user training or direct to public training around budgeting and money management, which is that immediately I become much more conscious of my own budgeting. I'm much more conscious of my own spending and saving. Um, And essentially doing this podcast acts as an accountability mechanism for me, Mm. which may or may not be part of the reason why I wanted to start doing it. Just (laughs) Um, Because I I don't feel like I can sit here and tell all of you all these techniques and tips for how to get better at managing your own money and then go home and just not myself.
2: (laughs) Although there are plenty of people out there who do employ that model. Oh, yeah, we don't.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But I I feel really, really uncomfortable with the idea of doing that. So I have become much better at that. I have downloaded a specific budget spreadsheet because unlike Alex, I'm not an Excel whiz. Um, So I will put a link on the show notes to the spreadsheet that Mm. I'm using. Um, I will not
2: put a link to mine because I think people will cry blood if <laughs> they open them. But, you know. Wow. <laughs> I might actually download Martha's. It's probably better.
1: Cursed spreadsheet. <laughs> it, it, it,
2: it's like, it's a bit of a behemoth, but I feel strangely attached to it already.
1: If you, if you enter a negative number at the wrong place, do you summon the Elder Gods? Wow. Well, <laughs> it might have happened. Should have to do a bit of a cover-up
2: <laughs> job one day.
1: But back yeah. to you. Back to me. Um, I've also downloaded um one of the open banking apps that allows me to aggregate all my different um balances for all my different uh, bank accounts and savings accounts and things. So I and also credit cards. So I've got a total savings and current account balance a total positive money and a total negative money ready at a glance that i can see at any time and i personally find that very very motivating watching the positive balance increasing over time this is super motivating for me to start saving more um i have paid off all my debts i Ooh. think when we first started i had a big chunk of credit card debt that i was paying down that is all gone now i am in the positives i am saving um i'm using i'm also using one of the new challenger bank apps different one from alex (laughs) um but it it gives me savings pots all within the same app which allows me to label um the different things that i am saving for and assign money towards those different pots. and i find that very motivating as well because um I don't want to touch a specific chunk of money because I know what it's for. Mm. Um, as opposed to it just being kind of generic savings, which, why why are they savings? Why do they exist? Yeah, um, I have a bit of that. I should work on that one. Yeah. But there, there's, um,
2: in the one that I use, I think the savings spots are just the ones that I use for my, like, this is my spending kind of ring-fenced mm. for thing. So I think it, it's yeah. interesting that actually, like, same tool, different use. Completely different uses. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also realized that uh, I was, again, because I was freelance and I, my income was lower then just because of the number of clients I had than it is now, um, I realized at one point that I was really getting very down when I had longer periods of time where I didn't have any income coming in. Um, And so I started looking for ways in which I could make little bits of money, little side hustly type bits of money online here and there. Um, at some point, we might do an episode on side hustles because I have thoughts. <laughs> um, <laughs> most of my thoughts is that most of them are really not worth it. Mm. Um, but it is more complicated than that. And I would quite like to get into that discussion at some point. Um, the one thing where I'm happy to actually say, yeah, I think this is a pretty decent uh, decent use, use of a few minutes for a few few pennies here and there. Um, Is a survey site called Prolific. And I like Prolific. Mostly the surveys on there are for academic studies and they pay reasonably well. And they don't do the thing that a lot of survey sites do where they make you input a ton of data and then screen you out. Mm -hmm. So, um, in terms of not wasting your time and also in terms of the ethics of what you're doing when you fill in those surveys, I find Prolific are a a lot better than some of the others that exist out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the rules I made for myself for a while when I was getting really down about not having enough income coming in was that I was going to do one thing every day that brought in some money, even if it was only 50 pence from filling in a prolific survey for a few minutes. I was just not going to have a day where I didn't bring in some money. And that was... Psychologically really helpful for me to stop me feeling like a drain on my husband. <laughs> stop me feeling like low about my prospects. Um, it's funny, again, you know, little mental tricks that we have to play for ourselves mm. to feel okay around money. Mm. Um, I have become much more conscious about forgiving myself. We talk about it all the time on the show. I've become more conscious about that. I've become more conscious about making tiny changes. Tiny, tiny changes. What is the What can we do that reduces this spend by 50p? What can mm. we do that, um, you know, uh, yeah, just makes this a little bit easier so that we can just save a little tiny bit here or there? Mm. I've also been looking for opportunities to catch myself being good because if you feel like you're not very good with money, it's very easy to self-perpetuate that idea by not noticing the times when you do and only noticing the times when you do mess up um so that said I did have a bit of a clothes splurge lately <laughs> um but there we go I've been balancing that out mm. with all the other things I've done so I'm going to practice self-forgiveness around the clothing splurge mm. um and I'm you know working harder to grow my income as well mm. so that's been okay mm. So that is both of us, but what do we want to do for the future? Ugh, we've we've got a
2: lot coming down the pike, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, we've got a whole load of new episodes for this season 3.
1: Absolutely. We will be talking about drama and shame and bad decisions, which instantly sounds like me before breakfast or me after a half a shandy. <laughs> <laughs> we uh we will be sort of setting some new goals for ourselves. I, foolishly enough, have never really had a proper emergency fund. So you talked about how you as a freelancer can't sleep at night without one. Mm. I have, in spite of all my training, never really properly had an emergency fund. So mm. that is something I am trying to save for. That's my mm. next big goal. Mm. And mine
2: um, is... Uh, Continuing to keep an eye on my experiment, knowing that it's an experiment, trying to gather the information on that. I've got a big holiday that I'm taking coming up in October that has been a real focus of tightening my spending so I can spend on that. And it'll be interesting to see how that all pans out Mm. um, and whether it feels, you know, comfortable that I've let myself do that. Um, I was also... uh, Taking taking on board in my mind um, when we had Money A&E, Greg and Jerry, and they mentioned one of the steps of their process that they go through with their clients is um, maximising income, which sounds really obvious, um, but actually I don't do that as much as I could. And, you know, there are little ways that you can do things, but I think actually I need to focus a little bit more on making more money because I th- yeah. one of the things I've realized is actually I just don't quite earn enough for what I want to do and yeah. if I've got the capacity to find more money then that's that's what I'm going to do find it <laughs> down the back a safer make it by earning it by working harder and being a bit <laughs> braver asking for more work
1: yeah absolutely absolutely yes mm. um and then for you. What do we want for you guys? <laughs> uh, we want to reach more of you. Please tell a friend. Yes. Please. <laughs> please. Tell two. Tell a whole room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tell yeah, yeah. everyone you've ever met. If you like what we do, tell people. <laughs> um and the other thing is, we're hoping that you're putting this stuff into practice. And as we said earlier, we'd love for you to tell us how it's going for you.
2: It's had big effects on us, and we'd really like to hear if it if it's changed anybody else's thinking or doing yeah. around any of this stuff, yeah, um, in any way at all, <laughs> yeah. Um, and and yeah, if you, wouldn't it, it would be good to hear what what people would like to hear about as well. Yeah. Uh, maybe in, in the future, probably not for Series 3 because we've got all our ideas for that but but we're definitely looking beyond that so if you've got some questions, then fire them. us. You've been listening to Squanderlust, a podcast about the emotional side of money. Your hosts were Martha Lawton and Alex Lemon. You can find us online at squanderlustpod.com where we'll put links to show notes, books and articles we mention and other interesting things. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or you have a story to tell about something you've heard here, get in touch through
1: the website. If you enjoyed Squanderlust, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and rate us too. The more stars you give, the happier we get. And don't forget to tell your friends about us. Squanderlust is sponsored by Wardour Studios in Fitzrovia, London, with production by David Smith, Charlie Brandon King, Tom Berry and Alicia Cunningham. Our theme music is by Wardour Studios and graphic design by Jason Reed. Thanks for listening.
0: My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone.